Homecoming week upon us, that can only mean a proverbial trip back to campus for both alums and uh, followers of Eastern Michigan alike. Welcome inside the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Tyler Ludlow. Happy to have you all along for another busy week. The uh, tides have turned. Uh, It's certainly a much cooler atmosphere. And uh, Homecoming week. I know it's the second time you've been able to experience Homecoming week on the EMU campus. I've had just a couple more than you, but uh, <laughs> I know last year you got the experience of of this week and uh, adding a whole lot of sports into the picture for people to come back for. Yeah, it's a super busy weekend across the board, whether you're coming uh, just to be on campus or coming to check out some of the athletic events we have. Of course, the game at noon on Saturday against Army West Point is what everyone knows and talks about. But volleyball plays at home on Thursday, Thursday evening. And a, a, as big of a MAC game as you can get for the soccer team is at 3 o'clock on Thursday. Scott Hall and I talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, and everyone's in action, but really the home event of the weekend is at noon on Saturday. Well, and I think uh, it may not truly be in home country, but close enough. The MAC championships back uh, near Toledo, so Eastern a chance to get a good following contingent down there. The men's cross country team a chance to set the MAC record for most consecutive MAC tournaments won by a cross country team. Of course, uh, the men's swimming program at Eastern had that at one point, which was then broken by uh, the Kent State women's golf team, but. A, a chance for John Godrich to cement his name further in the record books and Sue Parks to win her third straight as well. Yeah, and we get the chance to chat with Natalie Sismus during the podcast today, uh, senior, a fifth-year senior captain on that cross-country team to kind of get the mindset of the, the women's team going into this big race in Toledo uh, this weekend. Usually I talk a lot of, about football and of course you'll hear my conversation with head coach Chris Creighton. No need to, to really spoil the the goings-on and my conversation with him following the victory over Ball State. More importantly, to get you set on the week, plenty of things going on. Not truly Eastern football or athletics related, but still plenty of ways to get involved. Spirit Squad stations all over campus all week long. Tomorrow, of course, there's the uh, the alumni social gathering uh, for EMU workers on campus that have graduated from here. Wednesday, uh, of course, the, the luncheon at uh, Big Alora at noon to hear Coach Creighton speak. And then, of course, Thursday's the two games. And then Friday's the pep rally over at Big Bob's Lake House. Uh, 8 o'clock, block party before that uh, to, to get things set. And then people really should be in their seats early on Saturday for a couple different reasons, one of, one of which is the Eagle Walk. And then also the Golden Knights parachute team will be coming in from the sky as, as well. Yeah, usually don't like the visiting team to do too many things, uh, but when it's Army West Point, it takes a whole different meaning. Uh, so a lot of cool opportunities, uh, and you know, before the game starts to get something cool like that, it, you know, you look past the fact that it's your opposing team and uh, look more uh, that it is your country, and it is something that uh, is really cool to land uh, some parachuters down uh, onto onto Rainierson Stadium's factory floor. Well, and and not to steal a line from our broadcast partner, Matt Shepard, on the uh, radio side of things, but his comment about Army, anytime your alums are printed on money, you know they're pretty important, (laughs) right? Oh, that's Sheppy. He's the best. Uh, But, yes, it'll be a fun week. You, too, can get involved in a multitude of ways. And we haven't even touched on the fact EMU basketball gets going next week with a women's basketball exhibition game 
and a chance to see the teams in action for the first time at Rock the Wreck on Tuesday. Yeah, going back onto campus, a lot of fun activities planned, and that is on campus in the Recreation Center as opposed to in the Convocation Center. So uh, opportunity for fans to get in a, a little more intimate environment uh, than in the past and a lot of fun activities on the docket for that. Well, and also if you just need some food, Jimmy John's is the sponsor of it, so they'll <laughs> be giving out. But if you want to eat more than really ramen or anything like that, you can get some Jimmy John's. But you can also come uh, over to Candy Cane Wireless, the official provider uh, and dealer of our lo local Boost Mobile, and get all their data and hotspots you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than just noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor, a official corporate partner of EMU Athletics. So, uh, without further ado, I know we've got a busy show. Set it up for us, Kyler. Well, we already talked about the interviews we have coming up with Coach Creighton, Natalie Sismus, and head coach for soccer team Scott Hall. Wrapping it up this week, helping us celebrate National Nut Day, which is apparently Monday, October – well, not ever Monday. October 22nd is National Nut Day. Peanuts Gallery is back uh, as she talks with a trio from the men's golf team. Well, and if you like nuts there, from north of the border <laughs> – I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I I think it's there. That was from Europe, the wild and crazy guys. But that title uh, from that SNL sketch years ago still would fit these guys just from the conversation they had. For the 98th time, Eastern Michigan kicks off homecoming week. It'll be Army West Point in the house this weekend at the factory as Eastern Michigan football gets ready to face them. Our weekly conversation with head coach Chris Creighton, his team fresh off a 42-20 victory over Ball State. A good win for your team to, to move you back to 500, but more impressively, a, a balanced effort in tough weather conditions, but uh, two guys come out of it. Player of the Week honors, offensively, Tyler Wiegers and special teams, Jake Julian. How were those two able to, to work through those windy conditions? Well, congrats to those guys. Um, and, you know, for Jake, uh, he's, he's just really, you know, upped his game, and he's in a good spot right now. I think he's um, um, humble and hungry. He knows that uh, he can get so much better, and he's really focused in on getting better each week. He had a monster punt. We showed it to the team last night. Well, we, um, we were backed up, and we're punting on a fourth and ten. He flipped the field on just a rocket of a, you know, a rugby where he turned it over. Guy made a great catch, but then Matt Sexton made the play and tackled him on their 16-yard line. Our defense, they got a first down, and then our defense took the ball away, gave it back to the offense on the 42-yard line. And then on third and nine, Tyler hit Lene uh, for a touchdown. And it was just a perfect picture of how football should be played. Um, all three phases working together. Um, and, you know, so his punt was obviously critical in, in that whole um, makeup. And uh, he's, he's doing a great job with both with the wind and against the wind. Um, and then Tyler... Uh, it was a great game for him. Again, he he reads things well, and uh, when he's able to, you know, take what people give him, he does a great job with that. And uh, again, it's not until after the game that you realize he was 22 for 28, but um, just felt as though he's making good decisions, and he's got an accurate and strong arm. He wasn't phased by the wind or the rain. He's just uh, he's just a rock out there. 
Yeah, I think that that's the really the, the key takeaway that I had was you kind of people have gotten gotten lost in the mix. Tyler with the success Mike Glass has had the last few weeks, but he's still a guy that leads the conference in completion percentage. He's twenty second nationally in completion percentage. He just picks people apart, uses those smart skills, and, and again, he, he's not fast, but he can just make plays when he has to, and I think that's the big thing that has kind of gotten lost uh, with, with people taking notice of what Mike's been do, able to do. Not lost on us. You know, I've, I've felt this way all the way through camp that uh, we're in good shape at our quarterback position, and I've tried to say this for the last couple of years, too, that um, you need more than one. Uh, unfortunately, just, you know, with the, how college football seasons go. And so those two guys have been um, sharing it throughout. And obviously Mike was phenomenal in the Toledo game and Tyler was phenomenal in the Purdue game. And they've, they've both had their spots and worked well together and we're thankful to have them both. You look at it, we talked a little bit in the press conference about your offensive line and, and some of the, the changes you had to make in that game. Uh, a really core group that provided protection, uh, but the health of them, I know a concern, but I know you feel like the guys are quickly to step up for those that next group that is ready to take part if the starter goes down. Yeah, we're, we're banged up, but the, the, all those guys are going to be playing again and, and – uh, Coach Meadows done an awesome job. It's a it's a tight group. We've got a lot of senior leadership, and you know one of the things that Coach Meadows does really well uh, is rotates people and does that from the very beginning. And that's you know some people don't do that at, at offensive line. And if you have five guys, none of whom are going to get injured um, over the course of whatever it ends up being, sixteen weeks, <laughs> then hats off to you. But, you know, we have a group of guys that have played uh, throughout. And so if guys do get dinged up, you're not throwing somebody in there for the first time and with, with absolutely no experience. And so, you know, as the season gets longer and uh, the potential for getting worn down happens, we feel as though we'll be in good shape. Last thought on Ball State. You look at what the defense was able to do, holding Riley Neal to his third fewest total passing yards since he's been a starter and also holding the Cardinals under points per game and the nation's number one team in terms of third down percentage was also held down their average. What was the defense able to do so effectively? Well, you know, we've got consistent game goals, uh, stop downs, a hustle, you know, running to the football, the takeaway turnover ratio, which the O&D share that obviously, and special teams is in on that too, and then explosives, you know, and everybody measures explosives differently. But we, we felt it was going to be a, a, another game where we just really needed to, to limit explosives. And, and we did that. You know, they got the, the long run there at the very end, which skews things a little bit. But uh, um, our defense took the ball away. They played really hard and ran to the ball. Um, and then they, you know, they had, I think, a 16-yard run, 17-yard run. But outside of that, and then the 80-yarder at the end again. But just really played sound fundamental football. Homecoming, the game this week, Eastern playing for the 91st time on homecoming. They'll face Army, a team that comes in 5-2, and two, a chance to, for them to try to get bowl eligible. But they're a team that had to, to fend off Miami in double overtime, coming up just short where the Red Hawks on a two-point conversion try. A Black Knight team, you know what they're going to do. They're going to run the triple option, and they're going to run it well. Uh, what have you been able to see out of film? I mean, taking Miami to overtime, Oklahoma to overtime. They're a scary ball club. No doubt. Yep. They're, uh, 
we didn't know whether there'd be sort of any drop off after after last year, and there there certainly hasn't been. They um, they're a well oiled machine, um, and a very difficult challenge for all kinds of reasons. And again, most notably, our defense stopping that attack and having to stop it on four, for four downs, and and then our special teams get affected because they are very um, aggressive in their in their kicking game, and then with those two factors and then of course with their option they're they're rushing the ball the game goes quickly and the possessions are are precious because they're they're very few so it, it affects the whole team and the whole game um it's a again it's a it's a complicated challenge um you know we're, we're excited about it it's an offense that you don't see often but you've had the luxury of playing it the last few years I know in previous years you've tried to implement portions of their offense against your defense in practice. Has that been something you've you've kept up, knowing that they've got they're going to be the opponent again this week? Yeah, year when we know we're playing Army, we work um, on them throughout the year. Through camp, there's portions of time that we're running Army's offense, and then you know we spend time each week um, just to make sure because it's so different that that our guys uh, become and remain familiar with uh, how we're going to play them. Eastern Michigan right now, 4-4 four and four on the year. You look at the teams you've played then lost to this year, combined 15-0 and 0 are those teams in their conferences. And the one that people will garner a lot of national attention, the team you beat back earlier this year in West Point, or excuse me, in West Lafayette, uh, was Purdue. Uh, when you're riding on the bus back, are you getting texts and everything else from people saying – hey, that Eastern Michigan team, they knocked off that team that just beat the number two team in the land. Well, we weren't, we weren't home yet on, on the bus ride when all that happened. Um, but I did get to uh, see the last two minutes of it when we finally got home. Um, what a, you know, big-time um, environment and, and game for Purdue. And we, we thought that they were a good team for sure. And you always follow some of the teams. You, know, you play at a conference to see how they're doing and whatnot. And um, I mean, they had a they had an awesome night. Last question, Coach, before we get you out of here. A three-game homestand awaits uh, this team for Army. Then we get uh, Central Michigan followed by Akron. If uh, people are out there thinking, what am I got to do this weekend? Why would you tell them they need to have their butts in the seats these next three weekends? Well, I think it's going to be a, a phenomenal game uh, at noon on Saturday. It's homecoming. We're going to have a great crowd. It's a great environment. It's a great opponent. Um, and, you know, for for all the alumni, we know you're this way. And, and then, you know, Southeast Michigan, if you uh, respect uh, blue-collar, hardworking, tough guys that, you know, care about each other and are trying to make uh, – you know, this region proud and, and our alumni and everybody associated with Eastern Michigan and come and uh, support us and, and have a great afternoon. High noon, the kickoff between Eastern Michigan and Army on the 91st homecoming game. Tickets always available right now at emueagles.com or calling the EMU ticket office 734-487-3669. Now giving us our cross-country preview going into this weekend, the MAC Championships in Toledo on Saturday. One of the senior captains, redshirt senior captain, Natalie Sismus, is able to join us here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Natalie, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. 
Now, Natalie, you were the top finisher at the Wisconsin pre-nationals uh, for the Eagles, but you've been running first, second all year as a senior in your last season of competition. Uh, what's your mindset been personally? Well, I just know that with the experience I have, um, I need to be doing my part to contribute to the team because, um, you know, that responsibility shouldn't necessarily fall on freshmen and sophomores, which we're relying pretty heavily on right now. And that should be kind of the year to experiment and just gain experience and do all of that stuff. So me having been here now five years, I know the role I need to play and just trying to do as much as I can. Well, one of the meets that you guys ran in finished third at the Toledo Invitational. You yourself didn't run in it, but some of those players, people that you're talking about needing to get that experience, got experience on the course that you guys are going to be racing at for the MAC Championships on Saturday. What is your guys' mentality as a team going into the race? Well, yeah, it was really nice for those girls to get a chance to run on the course. It was a little different because that was a 4K and we'll be doing a 6K. But um, it's kind of nice not to be thrown right into the 6K, especially since all of us do 5Ks in high school. But um, we're just going into the meet trying to repeat the past. We've won the last three years and just trying to make it a fourth. We've qualified to the national meet twice now, so I think our expectations of ourselves have kind of elevated a little bit, and we're just trying to have fun, but we definitely want to win. Now, you said that you've won two in a row. What has, is there any added pressure uh, that you guys are putting on yourselves trying to, to get another, another conference championship? I think so. In the past, our goal has been try to get top three. I remember my freshman year, our goal was try to get top three in the MAC. And now that we've won, I don't think we want anything less than that. Um, also, after we accomplished the Triple Crown, I think getting anything less than the Triple Crown, even though it's still an amazing feat to us, we just want to win now. Oh, and it's actually going for the fourth straight cross-country championship um, and you mentioned it two straight NCAAs uh, you got to run in the NCAA meet last year um, what is that experience like and that opportunity to run on a national level like that it's it you really can't explain it it's so different going from the conference meet where everyone's kind of competitive to then the regional meet which definitely amps up the skill level and then at the national meet everyone there is just amazing. So you can be having your best race you've ever had and you're still in like 150th place. And it's a fun experience and there's nothing like it, but definitely having the experience and going for the second time, you kind of know what to expect and hopefully a third time this year. Well, now as the senior captain going into this final MAC championship race, what's your message to some of your younger teammates? I would just say have fun. I know in the past I cared a bit too much about running and didn't enjoy the team aspect. And after your four, or in my case, five years are done, you're gonna just miss the moments you have with your teammates. So I would say have fun, focus on the meet, take it serious, but just try to enjoy this time with your coach and your teammates. Awesome. Well, Natalie, thanks so much. This has been wonderful. Best of luck this weekend down in Toledo. Thank you. Another chance to sit down with head coach Scott Hall. 
the soccer coach here at Eastern Michigan. And Coach, uh, one-in-one weekend, we seem like we've been saying that a lot this season, but a big 3-0 win in the 200th game at Cicluna Field. Uh, so a little bit extra behind that one. The three goals from Sabrina McNeil and Kristen Nason, who are you know people who score all the time. We talk about them frequently. Uh, but Mia Calavito also gets a, a goal, her first of her career uh, in that game. What was it about that game against Miami that just had everything clicking? Uh, I mean, I think, again, the, the, the work rate of the, the team just in general, I think we, we got back to our ways. Uh, I think last weekend we got a little bit individualized. This week we came back and realized we, it, it takes everybody, you know, we, all 11 players on the field, players off the field, the training, the connections. So it was nice to see, again, Mia get that first goal. Um, but, again, she's worked really hard, put herself in good places. And, and like I said, I think everyone realizes, uh, you know, as it gets to the, the end here, you, you, we, we have to be at our best. On well, the three goals, obviously, what can be highlighted, but it was also a shutout for Mabel Dunn, too. Yeah, and, and again, Mabel's come a long ways. I think in the last uh, three or four games here, she's really uh, – you know, again, it's it's really hard to come in after a, a player like Kaylin, the the level that she was at and the level she was playing at. So it, it's tough to come in off the bench, and um, I think Mabel has, has really kind of uh, taken over. Uh, had a rough little bit of a start to it, and and now really seems to feel the part, you know, fill the fill the boots, big boots to fill, and uh, it's been exciting to see kind of her growth just over the last two or three games. On Sunday's game against Ball State, a one nothing loss. That was a game that felt like there was a lot of buildup. That there, you know, any second that that goal that we needed, or or maybe a couple, were right on the doorstep. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the stats, and and you kind of question, you know, eight corner kicks to zero, uh, fifteen shots to I think twelve. Um, I mean, I'm proud of this team. I mean, they're they're doing the things right to win games. Uh, we just, you know, we just haven't seemed to kind of get over that hump. Uh, unfortunately, that that's, I mean, we're, we're getting here to the last game. We're now, uh, the pressure probably mounts a little bit. Now it's a playoff game. You know, we have to win to, to give ourselves a chance to play another one. Well, senior day was on Sunday, but there is still one more home game on Thursday against Central Michigan. And you said it, it's a playoff game. Central Michigan is currently in seventh place with 15 points. Uh, Eastern currently on the outside looking in, um, but with a win, you would tie yourself with Central. There's a lot of other moving parts to it. We were kind of going over it beforehand, needing some losses from some teams uh, in front of you as well. But the fact of the matter is you get nowhere unless you win on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the good news for this team is, again, it, we're, we're playing good soccer. Um, and at some point that catches up to everybody else. I would also think, too, that I mean, the, the losses we've had in the league have been by one goal, so I can't imagine many teams looking forward to play us. Um, and again, just the growth of this team, that we've gotten better each week. Um, so again, our style of play, um, get the confidence within the team, hopefully we get a good another good week of training. I mean, the, the group trained really well last week. Um, I think, again, we're, we're, we're just getting ready to kind of peak here. So if we can get a good win off of, over Central, I see good things for us. Now, what is the mindset that you're trying to preach to the team going into what, in essence, is a do-or-die game, but you don't want them to necessarily overthink it and kind of backtrack from the progress made? 
Well, I think we've, we've, we did that. I think we did that the weekend with Northern Illinois and Western. I think we tried to do, uh, we had individual players trying to do too much, whereas now we have everyone kind of playing together, uh, looking to, to build with each other and make connections that way. Um, so I think we, we got over that hump. It's now, again, I mean, Ball State, we did everything but score. So, again, uh, with what we're doing, it's going to come. Uh, and, and as that comes, you can we'll see the growth from that. So we got to just stay the course of what we're doing, continue to train and do the things off the field the right way, and, and I, I see good things for this team. Well, hopefully at 3 o'clock a nice big crowd will be able to be out there. That's Thursday, October the 25th. 3 p.m. Secluna Field. Coach, best of luck to you and your team. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole Armedios, and this is another edition of Peanuts Gallery. Today, I'm joined with... Uh, Ty Saloni. Zach Mason. Cougar Collins. What team are you guys on? Men's, Men's golf. golf. Lovely. Um, what classes are you guys? Uh, sophomore. 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 Oh, okay. And... Someone told me you all are from Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm from Canada, too, so that's really good. <laughs> Where in Canada are you guys from? Uh, it's an hour south of Ottawa. It's called Cornwall. Okay. I'm from Toronto, and I'm from Toronto as well. The six, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> I'm close by, kind of close. Um, so just some questions. What's the best course you guys have played on? Probably Wildfire in Peterborough. Um, probably Firestone. Are oh, you mean Canada? Anywhere. Firestone. Where is that? Uh, it's in Ohio. We had a tournament there this year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pebble Beach in South Carolina or California. Oh, <laughs> close one, close one. Okay, you guys are all buddies. I assumed you guys roommates yeah, we did. and all that good stuff. Yeah. All right, we got some hard hitting questions. Some most likely twos. Okay, who's most likely to survive on an island by themselves? We'll go one Pro by one. Probably me. Yeah. Yeah. Ty. <laughs> Everyone agrees? No. <laughs> I'll go with Dad. So but I think I've Yeah, you. Yeah, I'll me. go Zach. Okay. Me? Yeah, I'm not crafty like Ty. Oh, you're a crafty guy. <laughs> yeah. um, most likely to get a hole in one? Definitely Zach. We have yeah, had one. Coog and I haven't <laughs> had one, so Zach. Yeah. I would go with uh, you could say either yourself. Cougar or Ty. <laughs> Only because... I just had one. Oh, congratulations. So they're next. There you, you go. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, most likely to selly the most or hardest after a good shot or a good pull. Cougar. Cougar, cougar. What's no, your go-to? No, no. Oh, just a big boom. You're going to charge up and then boom. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever picked up the pole and just threw it? I have done that with everything. Golf gloves, <laughs> golf bags, golf balls. He's broken his bag. <laughs> but that wasn't quite as silly. <laughs> the more when you're angry? or uh, There have been both. <laughs> um, and then most likely to be on a reality TV show? Probably Zach. I'd say me. I'd go Zach. What would be the reality TV show? The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look at him. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. Uh, He's got the best chance. <laughs> well, we'll get some girls. We'll call them up. We'll make this a thing. Um, and then a lot of stuff I get kind of made fun of. We're going to have a spelling bee. How do you spell color? Oh. Hmm. C O. L 
O-U-R. Thank you, everyone. The U is in there. Yeah. <laughs> Same with favorite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always get um, on papers, they always circle my U, and I just say I'm from Canada, and then they <laughs> ignore that. That's yeah, usually not my problem on papers, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help. <laughs> um, and then could you guys each do an impersonation of your coach? We'll start with you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, 100 yards? Go center the green. (laughs) Yeah, you just got to lay this one up. You can't can't risk it here. You got to play for the team. (laughs) Yeah, cool, (laughs) C-O-G. Everyone comment in your favorite, one, two, or three. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Yeah, well, what made you guys pick Eastern? I mean... Just knowing these guys committed before me, and I've known Coogan Zach for probably five, six years, so nice. it just it helped the process of coming here, knowing I was rooming with guys that I have known before. So yeah, I'd say uh, I I visited a couple schools, and this one was by far the best, and I liked the coach and all the players that were here and stuff, and it was just a good environment. Yeah, facilities are pretty sweet, and these boys are are cool as well, and. I was on my visit and actually told that Ty was coming to visit the week after. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm coming here. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Well, thanks for joining me. This is another edition of Peanuts Gallery. I'm Nicole Remedios, and thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Another week of the Eastern Insider Podcast in the books. Before we go, we want to remind you, if you're looking for a ride, Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of EMU Athletics.